Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program. Let's get started. You know what day is? It's Friday. That is right, it is Friday, October the 15th, 2021, and you're listening to The Truth Hurts Program with your host, Steve Z. That's me. I read an article back in June 2021, and I want to go back to it for a moment. It was written in The American Thinker, talking about the comparison of the Joe Biden economy, as horrible as it is, to that of the Jimmy Carter economy at the same point in his presidency. David Innocenti actually wrote the article, and it begins with the title, We're Not Going Back to a 1970s Economy. It's worse than that. Comparisons are being made of our current economy to that of the Jimmy Carter presidency of the 1970s. President Biden's policies appear to parallel those of the Carter administration. We haven't heard the term stagflation in the news for the past 40 years. That's the term for high unemployment and high inflation. It's measured by what is called the Phillips curve. There are certainly similarities to our present economy and that of the Carter presidency. Presently, as of June of this year, we were looking at inflation, slow job growth, shortages of materials, and long lines for gasoline. We're also looking at extremely high, rapidly rising prices for gasoline, food, and other commodities, building materials, and empty store shelves reminiscent of the disastrous Jimmy Carter presidency. With gasoline shortage only having been a temporary one due to this pipeline shutdown, it was exacerbated by the Keystone pipeline being shut down on Mr. Biden's first day in office. That, and of course, hurricane-related refinery shutdowns, and the ever-prevalent employment labor force shortages brought on by gropey Joe Biden's paying people more money to stay home on unemployment plus bonuses than they were making going to their jobs. Not only are there labor shortages, people have left the job force, the workforce in this country to the tune of 4.3 million last month alone saying, screw it. It's not worth it. We're not even going to look for a job. Back to the article. Did the poor economy of the 1970s begin under Jimmy Carter? Not really. Looking back, we know that as early as the end of Nixon's first term, he imposed a wage price freeze on the U.S. And in 1971, in August, he made the announcement in a nationally televised address. We were then hit with an OPEC oil embargo, which of course led to those long gasoline lines, gasoline rationing, and inflation by the massive increase in the price of oil. That lasted all the way through the 70s. Given those facts, 
we can conclude that the Carter administration's democratic policies were the chief cause of the poor economy of the 1970s. And now, Mr. Gropey Joe Biden is doing the exact same stupid things. According to the Gateway Pundit, when Jimmy Carter came into power, inflation was only 5.7%. And by the time he left, inflation had more than doubled to 13.5%. And now Joe Biden is going down the same track. These two articles were written in February of 21 and June of 21. And now we're seeing the same damn thing. According to the Daily Wire in May of this year, Biden's economy, inflation hits the highest levels since the Great Recession and soars well past economists' expectations. And that's a bad thing. This is back in May that we're talking about massive inflation, and it has only gotten worse. We're in October now, my friends, the middle of October. I'm trying to find an article here written more recently, but it seems, as usual, our mainstream leftist media has found a way to hide these facts. Let's see, August 3rd, there's an article in The Insider that says how Biden's economy stacks up against every president since Eisenhower, and it tries to paint the economy in a positive light. Tell that to the people who are struggling to buy food to put on their tables, gasoline to put in their cars. Or tell that to the people lined up in grocery stores and they can't buy a loaf of bread or a pack of luncheon meat. Tell that to the people who are looking, hoping to find some Halloween candy to give out. Or those people who ordered furniture for their homes, like yours truly, back in June and are being told, yes, we might have it for you in January. It is ridiculous. I am literally to the point of calling and canceling my new living room set because I'm tired of waiting. There are a few stores where I can go and find something comparable to that which I had to order from a major national retailer. Having to wait six months for my new living room set is utterly ridiculous. But because of the draconian shutdowns of the Biden administration and all of his little puppet minions below him, the Democrat governors and the Democrat mayors shutting down cities and requiring people to get vaccinated, requiring them. It should be unconstitutional, by the way. I'll explain that in a moment. These businesses have had to let people go. They've had to lay people off. Or people just stopped showing up for work because they were making more money on Gropey Joe Biden's Unemployment Plus Bonuses program than they were making going to their jobs. Now they're sitting home in their sweatpants and t-shirts, playing video games, scratching their heads now that these bonus programs are coming to an end and going, geez, I wonder if I can go back to my job now. If I were the boss, I would say, nah, you bailed on me, so I'm bailing on you. That's just my opinion. Now, earlier I alluded to the fact that the mandates for vaccinations that Joe Biden put in place for companies of 100 employees or more is unconstitutional. The government cannot force a person to buy a product or service from a private industry. It's against our Constitution. You cannot require me, for example, to go out today and purchase Three Musketeers bars 
or Mounds Bars. I don't particularly like coconuts, so Mounds Bars would be a better example. The government can't come to me and say, you will go out and buy Mounds Candy Bars every day and eat them. You just can't do it. Because the implications of politicians owning the Mounds Candy Bar Company and therefore enriching themselves by their mandate is unconstitutional. I wish we could require and mandate that every politician who has voted for these requirements, these mandates for vaccinations, have their entire stock portfolio investigated thoroughly by an independent offshore third-party investigator. Some third-party group with zero allegiance to the Democrats or the Republicans. Some outside accounting firm, forensic accounting agency from London or Brussels, somewhere, to come in and look at Joe Biden's entire investment portfolio. And if you find that he owns even one stock, even remotely through some strange fund, if he owns one portion of one share of stock in Pfizer, in Moderna, in BioNTech, in Johnson & Johnson, in the Janssen Pharmaceuticals Group, any of those companies that have anything to do with testing for COVID, with treating COVID, mask manufacturing companies, hand sanitizer companies, plexiglass shield manufacturing companies. And if you find out that any one of those companies has stock in a portfolio run by Camel Toe Harris, Gropey Joe Biden, Nazi Nasty Nancy Pelosi, Chuckles the Clown Schumer, or any member of Congress that has voted for any single piece of legislation involving the coronavirus, you have the smoking gun, you have the proof that there was an economic quid pro quo related to all of the bullshit surrounding the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, 2020, 2021, and likely on into the future. And I say this because you cannot force a private citizen to buy anything, which was the whole objection to the Obamacare debacle. How can a government require me to go out and buy health insurance from a government-run agency that is tied to private industry? It's like saying tomorrow every American must go out and buy, I don't know, a drone from the Biden Drone Company. Therefore, Biden gets wealthy for selling drones and you have a drone you don't need or use. Do you see the similarities here? You cannot require a private citizen, if you're any reader and understander of our constitution, you cannot require a private citizen to engage in commerce. You can't make me do it. But yet here we are. Not only are they mandating it, but they're doing it in a backdoor, cowardly, bass-ackwards approach, saying companies will be fined if they do not require every employee to be vaccinated by a certain date deadline. And then they will fine the company. See, this way they're not requiring you to get vaccinated. They're putting that burden on your employer. And then if you don't comply, your employer is on the hook for a $40,000 fine per occurrence. So then the company terminates your employment. And no one can say that the government 
lost you your job. It's the evil capitalist company that cost you your job. At least that's the way they think about it. They're toasting champagne in the back of the Oval Office saying, yep, and they can't blame Gropey Joe Biden because it's Coca-Cola or Southwest Airlines or Northridge Healthcare Systems or Everett Express Trucking Company. They all employ over 100 employees. Most companies have over 100 employees. And so it becomes the company's responsibility to terminate you. And the Democrats think they get off scot-free. It is through programs like this one, The Truth Hurts, and other conservative and independent podcasts and broadcasts, we're trying desperately to explain this to the people, but we're being shut down at every turn. I got a letter from one of the podcasting providers, and due to the contents of the letter, I can't even give you their name for fear of being sued, but one of the podcasting platforms told me now that I will have to back up every word that I say with documented evidence and fact. I'm not allowed to give my opinion anymore. I'm not allowed to speculate on their hosting platform anymore. I suppose some so-called fact-checking asshat listened to the program, found an error or possibly just something that I registered as my opinion and said, he's not spouting fact based on documented evidence. So we want him censored. Can't have my opinion. It's okay for a 13% double-A Blafrican American minority, a hyphenated American minority, to have a podcast and accuse every white person in America of having a KKK outfit in their closet. That's okay. They have no documented evidence or proof of that. I don't have a single KKK robe or outfit in my home, and I'm white. But it's okay for that podcaster to espouse those types of opinions. No one is saying you're going to be canceled, Mr. Blafrican American podcaster, for spouting lies. It's just your opinion. But I have been told I will need to provide transcripts and documented evidence footnoted for every statement I make on the Truth Hurts program. So I no longer put my program on that podcasting platform. It is gone. So if you know of someone who says, hey, what happened to Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program? I listened to it on blank, blank, blank podcasting platform, and it's gone. You can let them know the censors have gotten to me as they've gotten to several other conservative, fiscally conservative, right-leaning not right-wing, but right-leaning podcast programs. Sorry to get off track there for just a moment, folks. I'm, I'm reading this Biden-Carter comparison. If you just Google search Biden versus Carter presidency economy, you will see all the usual suspects, the left-wing Biden-supporting, Democrat-supporting media saying, ooh, Biden's got a great economy. And it's nowhere near as disastrous as Jimmy Carter. And there are actually some articles, if you search it, that say Jimmy Carter and Joe Biden had some of the best economies in the history of the nation. They're grasping at straws. They're reaching down into the giant 55-gallon barrel of numbers 
and pulling out one or two little things that went well under those administrations. But they're not looking at the big picture of just how miserable the United States population was under Jimmy Carter and is and is headed towards under our current president, Gropey Joe Biden. Neonettle.com, I'm not familiar with that outfit, May 8th, they wrote something. Um, Biden slammed as the next Jimmy Carter over his economic policy. Let's see what this one says. This was written when, boys and girls? This was written May 8th. Again, May 8th must have been a great, great day for Biden bashing. Democrat Joe Biden has been slammed as the next Jimmy Carter after the latest jobs reports show the U.S. economy is taking a hammering under his leadership. The disastrous report was published on one Friday in May and was talking about the disastrous jobs report that came out for the month of April. Economists were left stunned by figures which left experts warning America's economic recovery is way worse than expected. Biden has struggled to respond to the news, which came as a shock to the White House and financial analysts. Even one CNBC host had remarked that the numbers must be wrong because they were so horrendously low. Instead of admitting to the issue, Biden, however, attempted to claim that the worrying figures are all part of his administration's plan. And that's when they posted the picture of what looked like a giant Joe Biden kneeling down to a tiny Rosalind Carter and a giant Jill Biden kneeling down next to a tiny Jimmy Carter with giant feet. It was the weirdest, most awkward looking photograph I've seen in politics in quite some time. It was actually quite disturbing to see. Let's see, where was the one I'm looking for? Finance.yahoo.com, October 12th. Okay, here's a recent one. This one says, and, and I had to chuckle at the headline. This one says, despite stumbles, the Biden economy earns a B plus. Well, the teacher must be grading on a really horrendous curve. The article written by Rick Newman says, consumers are bummed out, but they may be underestimating the health of the economy. Eight months into the Joe Biden presidential term, the economy earned a robust B-plus grade, according to the Yahoo Finance Bidenomics report card. Sounds like something they made up. Our report card used data provided by Moody's Analytics. Remember, Moody's is who Biden kept mispronouncing their name and trying to quote them early in his presidency. And it's, of course, it cherry-picks certain areas that look good and only those areas. In their cherry picking, they tracked six economic indicators to assess the economy as ordinary people experience it, in their opinion. Total employment, manufacturing employment, average hourly earnings, exports, stock prices, and GDP per capita. This article says Biden gets top marks in two of the categories, employment and exports. High numbers in three other categories. The weakest Biden numbers were related to earnings, and though it says those have improved recently. So let me stop before I go further in the article. Biden gets top marks in two categories, employment and exports. When you force millions and millions of people out of work in the beginning of your administration due to draconian lockdowns, due to shutdowns of entire sectors of the economy. If you look at the highways during the first 
six months of the Biden administration, the highways were empty. They were empty because people were told to stay home. People were laid off. People had to quit their jobs to stay home because there was no daycare, no school open to watch their little bitty cheerings. And then suddenly you try to crank the economy up again. People are going to go back to work. Some people will go back to work. So they pick that month, that week in time, when a whole bunch of people got rehired. And that's what they're using to claim he had great employment numbers. Exports? Yeah, we may have exported some stuff because no one was buying it here. High marks in three other categories, it says. Doesn't specify. It also says timing is a huge factor in every president's economic performance. Biden took office as the coronavirus vaccines had just become available. They actually came onto the market and became available under who? Donald Trump, whose Operation Warp Speed helped to produce the vaccines. You might recall all the news net networks were posting videos of people saying, I ain't taking that vaccine because Donald Trump invented. If it was a Donald Trump vaccine, I don't want that in my body. Then Biden came into office and suddenly he wanted you all to believe that he and his administration had invented and perfected the vaccinations. That, of course, was a lie. Job gains under Biden have been strong because millions of employers have been hiring back workers that they had let go earlier in the Biden administration. The 4.8 million jobs gained under Biden are in fact 70% more than the second best performance, which happened to be 2.8 million jobs at the same point in Jimmy Carter's presidency. Remember, Carter shut down the whole country the fake phony gasoline crisis, the shortage that was supposedly there. And then suddenly when the lies were revealed to be the lies that they were, suddenly the Democrats walked it back, blinked, and 2.8 million jobs were gained. The 4.8 million jobs gained under Biden pale in comparison to the 8 million jobs that were lost under Biden. He didn't get back all of the jobs that he caused to go away. Comparison, during Donald Trump's first eight months in, in office as the president, the economy gained a legitimate one and a half million jobs. Under Trump's predecessor, Barack Hussein Obama, the economy lost 3.8 million jobs. Timing, Trump took office amid a slow, the slowest prolonged recovery that continued until the COVID pandemic ended it at the end of 2020. Obama took office during that brutal recession that had been underway for 13 months. By the way, that brutal recession actually only continued for the four early months in the Obama presidency, and everything else was not doing well since then. Consumer confidence does not reflect the relatively sound state of the economy at present, according to Yahoo. You did hear that. Yahoo is saying... Consumer confidence doesn't reflect the relatively sound state of our economy. Our economy is not in a relatively sound state. Hyperinflation is underway. The price of gasoline has more than doubled in Biden's first 10 months in office. More than doubled. Imagine you're a family of four. 
And now you have to make that crucial decision. Junior missed the school bus this morning. Can I afford the gasoline to drive him seven miles to school and back? Or does he miss a day? There's no bread on the shelves. There are no lunch meat packets on the shelves. Go to any grocery store and you will see the empty shelves. But something that's even more shocking, the price of ground hamburger meat. I know it's more than doubled, it has to have. I used to go to my local grocery store when I was really lazy and next to the ground beef that was just there in a package, they would have four hamburger patties pre-made little pieces of wax paper under each patty to keep them from sticking together. Four quarter pound hamburger patties. Used to be able to pick those up for around $2.50. Went to the local grocery store on Friday of last week. It was more than $6 for four hamburger patties. When you take that into consideration and the fact that you have to go home and prepare that hamburger patty, think about it, folks. What used to be 50 cents a patty is now over $1.50 a patty? There's a problem. It's called inflation. And when people are still out of work and there have been no real gains in the median wage of the average American employee, that is something that is becoming more and more out of reach for the average American. Consumer confidence is at an all-time low. Even Democrats have to admit this guy is wrecking our economy. That Yahoo report card doesn't track confidence. But other indicators would capture a collapse in confidence because it is weakening underlying fundamentals of our economy. Real gross domestic product growth has been strong under Biden, they claim. They claim it's registering the best performance since early in the Carter presidency. But the Carter presidency was a disaster. And this presidency of Joe Biden mirrors that Carter presidency in so very many ways. Confidence has to be at an all-time low. Earnings under Biden have not been doing very well at all. They're still trying to blame it on Trump. They're still trying to blame it on the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019. But this is Joe Biden's economy, my friends. He owns it. He refuses to own it, but he owns it. And time and the prism of history will be able to tell you that this guy is worse than the worst president before him, Jimmy Carter. And if you are a female and you have not had a mammogram in the last year because gropey Joe Biden and the Democrats shut down all of the what they called non-essential non-COVID medical related things, you need to listen up and listen up right now. Women are now finding that because they were not allowed to have routine mammograms during the draconian lockdowns of the last year, under the last 10 months of the gropey Joe Biden administration, that they are finding worse cases of breast cancer. If you know of a woman who has put off her mammogram due to the hospitals and the medical centers being shut down, 
having services curtailed, etc., so that they could spend all of their time and resources on a virus that kills less than 0.002% of people who get the virus and less than 0.0003% of the population at large. Please urge and encourage the women in your life to schedule a mammogram now. Many women are finding that because of the 10-month delay that was caused by the Democrats and these lockdowns, that their cancers have progressed into another stage. Whereas, had they gotten their mammograms originally as scheduled, their treatment could have been begun earlier and could have been more life-saving. Thank you, Gropey Joe Biden and the Democrats, for causing more women now to suffer from more severe cases of breast cancer. And we are in October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Just wanted to bring that up to you. This is the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z, heard on over a dozen great podcasting platforms such as Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Radio Public, Breaker, Owltail, and others. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, who cares? That is all the time we have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. It is the Friday, October 15th edition. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are free speech protected under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics.